Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Jennifer Wilson on. You might know her because she's not only a photographer, a podcaster, an educator, but she's also the creator of Kindred Presets. She's going to talk all about the Kindred community, how she created the presets, and how it has really helped her business and just paved the way for so many photographers. We can't wait to dive in and learn more. You're listening to Dare to Develop, a podcast for creatives. I'm Christine Herman. And I'm Ashley Baumgartner. And we are two hybrid wedding photographers that dub ourselves work wives. With a passion for developing community and daring to take risks in business and art, we want to bring you along on a journey. The journey of artists, makers, business professionals, and more who want to level up their businesses by daring greatly and developing community. So let's get started. Today on Dare to Develop, we're so excited to have Jennifer Wilson, an amazing photographer, educator, and the creator of Kindred Presets and the Kindred Community. We can't wait to hear from you all about how you developed your own presets and community with Kindred. Thanks so much for being here with us, Jennifer. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be here. It's a, uh, I feel like we've been wanting to get together for a while now. <laughs> yes, yes. And we're so thankful to have you here. And we know you're no stranger to the podcast world as well. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, I'm. In, we haven't had new episodes in quite a while, but the Wedding Crashers podcast, not the one with the panda on the <laughs> Noted, noted. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, no, that's a completely different situation. If you like Hollywood and TVs and TV shows and movies and weddings and being silly, it's a great spot for you. Love it. So before we get started in our conversation, we'd love just to hear a little bit more about you um, as a person before we dive into photography and business. Yeah, totally. So I live in Dallas and I have a husband with a beard. (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) I was like, how convenient it is to just grow hair on your face. And that's all you have to do to get ready. Congratulations. I know, right? Um, (laughs) He's really great. We met in college and I guess he's the reason why I'm still in Dallas. I grew up out in the middle of nowhere in a desert fun. And then I have a six-year-old kindergartner. I have super dark hair, always have. My kid has a blonde afro. I don't know how (laughs) to explain that. She loves dinosaurs and fossils and paleontology. So I am now very well-versed in the ancient reptilian world. That's my new gifting because I have to be sharp and ready. So yeah, if you have any TikTok recommendations for paleontologists, that's literally my for you page because of that. Oh <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's real for sure. But yeah, I I it's a lot. These days it's just a lot to even exist and exist well. So I don't know exactly what else you want to know. I'm a middle child, but also, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I'm just here. I'm ready for it and <laughs> that's my life. Well, we think you're killing it. And we'd love to learn a little bit more about your journey with photography and like becoming an editor and creating your own presets. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's funny, and I feel like every photographer has an origin story. We're just like super villains or you can't talk to a single photographer and them not say something like, now that I look back on it, I was always the kid at church camp who brought 
40 disposable cameras instead of one, right? So that was me. I had like five regulars and two waterproofs because I needed to make sure that I was going to get the moment. And that was before, that was in like sixth grade, right? I was able to be a part of this like higher education situation in, in, in elementary school. And we did a photojournalism class. And I remember developing all of my negatives in this dark room and also thinking like, this is really cool. I don't know if you've ever gotten to develop your own film, you guys, but whenever you see it show up on that paper in the solution, it's just magic. You feel like you are a wizard. So I, I remember that really fondly. I also partially remember it because that was the first time I was ever mooned by a boy was in that dark room. So oh, I feel like <laughs> I will never forget developing the pictures of my dog, Rascal, you know? <laughs> So, but more in, in all seriousness, even though my entire history is laden with me being the one behind the camera, in college, I went to school to study music business. And for me, I always tell everyone, my number one gifting is strategy. And so whenever I'm having a hard time strategizing a dream or strategizing a path towards a finish line, if I can't begin to reason with myself why I cannot create a path for myself, then it's probably time to let something go. Um, Because if I can't make it work, it's not going to happen. And I was studying music and I just found myself coming up against this wall of disinterest. So, which is weird because I love music and I'm a vocalist, but I just couldn't dig into music. So I told my dad halfway through my junior year that I no longer wanted to pursue (laughs) um, music business. And he said, you know what, if you can find a degree where you can transfer a lot of your credits over and you can still finish on time. That's fine with me. So I switched to graphic design. I did one class of graphic design the next semester and I fell in love with it. And I remember everything from that class. And so we switched to graphic design and I took photography as an elective for both semesters of my senior year. And I just fell in love with it. And I'm sure as you guys know, as a young adult with a camera in your hands, people just start asking you to do things for them, you know, which was interesting being 18 and starting a business that you didn't ask for, right? I admire people who have to hustle to get their businesses started because that was not my journey. And I'm incredibly lucky that I was at a ring by spring school with people who trusted me because I was in student government, which was pointless. We did nothing. <laughs> Love it. We did nothing. And I just started getting work. And it wasn't long before my dad was like, hey, we need to like set you up for taxes. Okay. <laughs> and then I paid taxes my first year as an 18 year old. And I have every year since. Guys, pay your taxes. Yeah. Um, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> And it has been something that transformed and changed my life. It has been a incredibly wonderful blessing um, for me and my family. And I just can't imagine what would have happened had photography not um, been so rude to interrupt my life the way it did. <laughs> I love that. And so, so you've been doing, you said before we hopped on the podcast, you've been doing weddings for how long? 14 years. Killing it. Killing it. And then <laughs> what? You're still a baby. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> so can you talk a little bit then about when Kindred kind of popped up onto the scene when this idea started, you know, was yeah. it, where was it born out of? I can tell you exactly all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I'm sure you guys remember when Jose Villa released his book on shooting film, the one with the, it's like kind of green and wispy willow tree thing on the front. So I bought that and it sat on my shelf for a while. And then my friend Julie, and actually she's one of my assistants, was getting married and I had to fly out to the middle of nowhere to shoot her wedding. So I was like, I'm going to read this book. And I was reading about it and I had already just fallen so in love with the look of film. And it wasn't necessarily that like that I understood why. I just felt like film imagery was so compelling because the colors had so much variance, which makes you feel like you can reach into the image and feel it, right? So I was reading his book and I was like, I don't understand what a stop of light is. I don't know what this man is talking about, but I'm going to try and implement some of these things at this wedding. I failed miserably. I wasn't shooting with a film camera because I didn't know, right? So at that moment, that became my next pinnacle, right? Like you read about this thing, you don't understand it. Your number one goal right now in your professional career and your professional life is to figure out what this man is talking about. And I quickly realized that to me, and I'm an Enneagram four, but I call myself a three and a half, but that's such a four thing to do because no one wants to claim that they're a four because they're dramatic, but I'm really not that dramatic. Anyways, um, I very quickly realized like, I felt as if the film world was being gatekeeped from me. It felt scary, it felt foreign, and it felt like a much bigger task than I felt equipped to take on. So I was like, you know what? Also not to mention, it was really expensive. It's more expensive now. But I was like, you know what? I love Lightroom, I love editing. Part of my job in college was I worked in the marketing department and we got all of the education you could ever need on Adobe products and it's all stored in my brain. So I was like, I'm just going to try and figure this out. I'm going to study the way that they manipulate light and I am going to do what I can with my digital work. So that was in what year did Julie get married? Emmy wasn't even a blip on the radar. So that had to have been eight or nine years ago that I just put my head down and started to study how color was working with film photographers that I that I knew were shooting film. And at the time that was like Jose Villa, Eric McVeigh, Tech Pataja, who else? There's obviously more. So what I ended up doing was starting to create my own presets. And I had one, which is now Kindred Essential. That was like our flagship preset. But every time I would edit, I would start with it and I would make tweaks to look more like Jose's work or whoever's work that I could and I would resave it. And what ended up happening was Charla Story, my now business partner um, for our education company. Oh, and she's the co-host of that crazy podcast I was talking about. She, we met at a wine and cheese night and we actually bonded over another podcast. We're both murderinos. I don't know if you guys are. Okay. Yes, we're true crime freaks. It's fine. I'm the least likely to get murdered in most rooms. So um, <laughs> we bonded over true crime. And then she was like, wait, 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 wait. You're okay. You're that girl who doesn't shoot film, but everyone thinks she shoots film. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And she goes, okay, well, I do shoot film. Do you want to learn how to shoot film? And I was like, maybe, why? And she was like, I'll teach you how to shoot film if you teach me how to edit my digitals to look like film. And so we got together and spent an entire day shooting the breeze and really digging into those two wheelhouses. She taught me everything she knows about film and we ate a lot of hummus. And then I taught her everything about how to match film with digital. And that started with the preset that I had been using for years. 
And she stopped me midway through my lesson for her and was like, you, you would be an idiot not to sell this. And I was immediately, what you want to do is to gatekeep and keep it for yourself, right? Because you're like, well, why would I want people in my local market to be able to do things like me? And that has been the conversation that I've had with any potential collaborator for Kindred too, is like, well, if everyone can edit like me, then does that make me obsolete? And I always have to tell them like, no, because they don't have your clients. They're not you. They don't understand and work light the way that you do. The list goes on and on. Not to mention that a lot of people are incredible photographers, but they hate editing and they don't feel devoted to figuring out the tools and they're just going to be as basic as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. But in order to actually take the reins from someone at something they're excellent at, you have to be willing to put in a lot of work and time. And 95% of photographers are not willing to dig that deep, right? So I had to, it was this moment of being like, well, I guess what happened next is I shared it with a few more friends and my friend Lucy said the same thing. You would be stupid not to sell this. At which point I was like, I guess I should really seriously consider this. And I had this moment, I don't know about you guys, but me and all my best friends, we all take like nightly bubble baths because that's, you know, mental health awareness. I had this moment in my bubble bath where I was like, if someone was standing outside telling you that they were hungry or that they needed help to get to this next level of their dream and you had it and you can make that available to them, if it was anything other than this, you would do it in a heartbeat. So why not this? And that is where Kindred got started. At the time, the only other thing available was VSCO and Mastin Labs. And Mm -hmm. we came in loud and I feel very, very responsible for opening the floodgates and making a way for other incredible companies that are available now too. We had some hardships getting started that I won't go into, but needless to say, the industry was not happy to have me be a part, which was fun. So yeah, we won't talk about it, but I do feel like I cut a path or at least I got the path started for everyone else to jump in with their, their own lawn tools. (laughs) you know, and to help me cut it down the rest of the way. So that's how it started. And it, if my life wasn't already changed by photography, it further changed the day that we, (laughs) we're four now. And the night that we launched, sweet Julie and I, we did not realize that we would need to set up a way for like the tax ID to be tracked with purchases so we launched and hundreds of people were there to make a purchase and nothing would go through and this was midnight on thanksgiving night four years ago and so (laughs) we're all like (laughs) it was awful you guys we were stoked and anyone who was there and who's listening to this is like i remember because it was a shit show but Julie was like, what's happening? It's not working. And I was like watching Christmas movies and I was like, I don't know. And I was at my husband's aunt's house with horrible Wi-Fi, and it was nothing if not memorable. So yeah, our start was, it was great. And we had the three presets then, and now it's ballooned up a lot. And this community that I would, I wouldn't trade for the world too. So and and I think the main thing here where you kind of talked about like in the beginning of your journey of film photography, when you started, there was literally zero education on that. You know, a lot of people like you said, gatekeeping, how to nowadays you can find a lot of that stuff everywhere. And like you talked Mm -hmm. about presets, but also you come into the realization also of like helping and not gatekeeping your talent and 
therefore helping out many others and paving this new wave of digital photographers to get this look that they're wanting. Right. Um, and I think that's amazing. Thank you. And I just think it's so interesting that you did it like backwards and that what most people do because most people shoot film to try to emulate or like learn digital and how to edit their digital more. And you were the opposite of that. <laughs> I was the opposite. Yeah. My brain's weird. Oftentimes when people are like, here's a challenge for you, I'm not going to come at the challenge the way most people would. I, I'm very often coming at it from behind. Uh, just because I like to learn the mechanics of why and how first. And that's all part of being a strategist. So yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I love that. And then another question for you is, did you ever private edit for anyone? Because I feel like a lot of presets and profiles come from people who were like editing for people and wanted to speed that process up or speed, you know, things like that. Yeah. So up until Kindred's launch, no, I just edited for myself. I've done a few projects for other people since then, but not because I was like, hey, I'm private editing, but saw people in my community that were going through things and they needed help to get stuff off their plate and just jumped in. But I love private photo editors. I use a private photo editor. I It's just the only way to keep, I feel like, sane. <laughs> I agree. I hadn't used a private photo editor though until Kindred was really rolling. My team for Kindred is mostly myself most days. I think people think that it's like this giant operation. It's it's not. Some days it's more people, but most of the days it's just me. So whenever Kindred really picked up a lot of steam in order to remain as excellent as possible, I had to offload editing immediately. So if you if you find yourself in a spot of needing to offload something, editing is a great place to go. Absolutely. And how has the Kindred, not only the presets and also the community evolved over the years? Oh man, it was so fun. At the very beginning, I, mean, I still remember when it was just 75 of us in there, which was really fun. But in college, because of student government where we did nothing, we got to attend a lot of incredible leadership education opportunities in a collegiate level. So I was privy to a ton of incredible business leaders and all these amazing things. And the one thing that I took away from all of those learning opportunities was like to be a great leader, you have to be an example of what is expected of your group and always maintain that, right? So for me, when Kindred got started, I knew that we could just offer presets, we could just offer tools, or we could also fill another giant gap in the industry, which would be a warm, welcoming environment where people aren't beating each other down, is more than a referral group and a spot where people where photographers could feel like they had a family. I mean, because we work alone most of the time, unless you're lucky like we are to have business partners in other positions where we can spend time with people in a working environment, we're alone. And up until, I mean, I'm sure there were smaller groups for sure, but at least in the editing and education space for photography, up until the Kindred group, I was not privy to any community that was warm and environment like and like inviting and not hypercritical when people aren't asking for cc right so right um, yes. <laughs> i was like they didn't ask for your opinion stop so we started a facebook group and I just made a point at the very beginning to be hyper involved and to really set an example of 
what we do here is we build community and we are friends and we build each other up and we're here to help each other. So now it's just this incredible little spot where I have multiple customers who have become best friends. And that happened because of Facebook, because of the Kindred Group, which is amazing. I've seen women fly across the country to help whenever a second shooter became unavailable. I've seen incredible grief be met with the community just wanting to help. Like you have 30 weddings you need to call or however many, we will take those on for you. So it's just been, it's just been a giant, giant warm hug to me. It's like watching all your little babies just being nice to each other. Like, I don't know if you've ever (laughs) watched little kids pick out presents for each other. That's how I feel whenever I'm just like watching the group work. And it's just people being kind to each other because you facilitate an environment where they have more freedom to be kind and unwind than to feel defensive, which is great, especially on Facebook. Exactly. Especially on Facebook. Um, (laughs) Not like that in a lot of communities, but no, people get the boot when they're mean. I had a girl the other day say something on my post and I was like, I don't think you know what's happening here. We operate out of kindness and intention and you can disagree, of course, but disagree with more tact, please. And then she was mean and I was like, bye. You're like, like, you do realize this is my group? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, how do you say those things? I really struggle. I'm not a prideful person at all. And so like when people are rude to me in the kindred group, I'm like, how do I say like, I own this? Anything about this group? All star that says admin. Like, yeah, like you're in my house. You're not allowed to poop on the walls. (laughs) Yeah, how has that? I know you talked about like it's like a warm hug, but how have you benefited from this group that you've created? That's now up to five thousand people. All these kind people coming together and helping each other out. How have you seen some benefits for your business? And I guess with kindred in general, because is this how you get most of your sales is from the community? You know, it was for the longest time. And then when Rona decided to introduce herself to us and ruin our lives, we started doing ads for the very first time. Um, So I will say up until 2020, it was mostly referral based and like Instagram, but now it is a little wider because we've, you know, started paying for marketing. But Also, if you've ever been retargeted by a bunch of ads, I'm sorry, I don't, it's not my fault. Um, It's the Facebook algorithm, don't worry. Or sorry, whatever it's called now. Okay, also like get a hold of yourself, Mark. No one else. So yeah, it was mostly community-based, which was great. Tons of referrals and we still do have tons of referrals. The community to me is just as important as the products that I sell. Because to me, whenever you purchase a Kindred preset, you are buying into a family as well. And it's been amazing. There have been times where I have members of our community talk about how to shoot an open shade and pull hundreds of images and do videos and just hop in and educate people on how to get the look that they're seeing with our tools with their work because you know obviously you have to shoot the right way to for tools to work as optimally and things like that but for me personally just i don't know it's especially because all the tests do tell me i'm an enneagram four i can be overly emotional and dream a little too big sometimes um, and it's artistic. All- the four is the artist. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I am not bipolar though, and I'm very aware. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it it's incredibly self fulfilling. If I'm honest, just to watch 
I don't know. I think that because of when my photography journey started, I, I mean, I was some of my very first weddings happened in a church and then the reception was in the fellowship hall and there were Jordan almonds. Like I watched the industry create itself from the ground up as an 18 year old. I remember so many horrible trends and I remember watching the industry grow and have all of these growing pains. It's just been really interesting to see it become this industrial wheel that it is, right? So to watch other photographers help each other learn and grow in ways that I was not blessed with those opportunities is is huge because that's all you ever want. I mean, it's all I hope most people would ever want is to leave the world or your environment or your community better than when you found it. And I feel like the Kindred Community Group is a giant footprint that is doing just that. So it's a lot of personal fulfillment, if I'm honest. And I have gotten to shoot quite a few community member weddings, which is so fun and also like stressful because you're like, you look up to me on a bunch of different levels that the normal client doesn't. (laughs) So that's always fun and a huge honor. And then now we do have a lot of our kindred community members that are also our students over with Charla and I's business as well. So uh, I think, like I said, before we got started, it's just become this like ecosystem, but all of my businesses are in a cocktail shaker. And sometimes Mm -hmm. kindred is the most potent flavor while my photography business is the next most potent the next week. So Mm -hmm. it's great. I couldn't have foreseen it happening. 17-year-old me would tell you you're crazy. So <laughs> you just have all these different cups that you're filling and you know, different all the passive income and everything, not putting everything in eggs in one basket. Yeah, all the eggs in one basket. <laughs> so, for now. But um, I think it's great that you're just kind of paving the way for everybody and just making it easier for them to get there when versus like you or anyone else who started earlier who didn't have that luxury. So mm-hmm. I think that's also absolutely amazing. And I know we chatted about it a little bit off air, but you talked a little bit about you working with Charla with your with your education, but you did say that you're announcing a little bit about your own weddings with mm-hmm. her. Yeah. So that's a fun little moment that's happening currently. So I've shot my own weddings underneath my own brand since I was 18. So 14 years, which has been a huge blessing. And as Kindred began to grow, you know, obviously you don't get more time in a day, right? So I mean, I wish, I wish the more responsibilities we got, you got like an extra 30 minutes or something, but that's not the way we've been designed. So Kindred happened. And then we started educating through Develop Academy and it it's not like love where it's not just like a pie and you run out of pieces, right? Whenever you have this many responsibilities, you some things have to take a backseat sometimes, which can be hard, especially whenever you love your clients as much as I do. So we it's not live on Charla's website yet, but it should be soon. We haven't even done our headshots, but it was really interesting in, I guess it was this late this spring. I had these moments of realizing that like, I have a lot of plates in my hands and I love all of them. It's like having like a chocolate cake plate, a cookie plate, and then like a bowl of ice cream. Like I'm not (laughs) willing to say goodbye to any of them, but if I could combine two of them so that I could hold both more equally with an open hand, that would be great. But anyways, all that to say, I just shot my last wedding under my own brand, which was crazy. 
like really crazy. But Charla was like, hey, I need associates. I'm going to start putting out applications for associate photographers. I don't know if you guys know of Abby Jew, but she mm -hmm. and Charla are really good friends. And she was like, I feel like her model would be incredibly beneficial for where I am in my business right now, blah, blah, blah. So I'm watching her talk about it. And I'm over here like, I could do that. That would be nice. <laughs> I, I should just tell her I'll do it. And so I would just tell her like off the cuff while we were working on stuff for develop. I'd be like, oh, I might do it. I might apply. And she would just be like, okay, Jen. And then <laughs> I had quite a few weddings this spring, like I'm sure you guys did too. And it was just this, this moment of stress. And I feel like when stress is really bad, you can either let it buckle you, which sometimes you need to, because sometimes we all need to hit a wall. Or you can just kind of like pause your world and pull yourself out and really take a really intense look at exactly what you've got going on. So luckily for me in that moment, it didn't, I didn't need the buckling. I needed to rise above and just kind of check everything out. So I started to recognize that I was unwilling to let go of shooting weddings, but I could no longer manage a business of the scale of what I had and, and like have room for develop to grow or have room to nourish and nurture the community that is kindred. So I, Charla and I office out of a high rise in downtown Dallas and we were in the elevator and I just looked at her and I was like, I'm your associate. Okay. Stop looking, stop looking for people. I'm just going to do it. She was like, finally, finally. <laughs> she was like, actually, I wasn't interviewing anyone. I was just waiting for you to say yes. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh yeah. So we do have one other associate underneath us who is also incredible, but she was like, took you long enough. Um, <laughs> And I will say, saying that out loud and talking about it with my husband, I mean, I could easily get emotional about it. Just to let something go that you've built for 14 years is freaking scary. But I knew, and I still know, that in order to have the time with my family that they deserve and for my other two businesses to thrive and grow, that's what I had to do. So now I get to shoot with Charla. And if you're unaware of who Charla is, she's a badass and she's also an incredible businesswoman. So to come and just be able to have clients and shoot, and that's all I do. <laughs> the dream, right? Right. We were at a Christmas party the other night and one of my favorite florists He's, I was talking with him and he saw Charla across the room. He was like, so she's like your wife now, right? Like you can't make her mad because if y'all get divorced, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> I was like, listen, it goes my husband and my daughter and then my family and Charla's right up there with them. Like she is one of my most important relationships um, and that's fine by me because I love her. So yeah, there isn't a single facet of any of my businesses that she isn't slightly involved. So <laughs> It's, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's a very great little weaving that I'm, I'm happy happened. So yeah, I just got a little teary. It was, it was crazy. It was a crazy wedding day. It was a great way to go out. I flexed every single muscle that I have grown becoming who I am today as a wedding photographer last Saturday. And I'm, I'm still tired. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair, but just what a great testament to you know, we can evolve in our businesses and we can change paths and we can end yes. up in a place we had no idea we were going to end up in and it can all yeah. be for the better though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think how much more fun is it, right? I don't know if you guys have ever just found yourself in a, in a river that has a slight 
flow, but it's so much more fun to get in an inner tube and like go along for the ride than to just stand there and watch people have fun. Right. So I, there are times, yes, when you need to stake your claim and dig in and stay put. And then there are times that it's time to just see what happens and to jump in and be okay with the ride. And this felt like a moment that it was okay to be in the ride. And when Kindred was getting started and we had some hardships at the start, that was a dig your feet in and stand your ground moment. I just think one of the best things we can do as humans, especially as creatives, and even more especially as women, is to have enough wherewithal and sense of mind to know when is the time to do which. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Awesome. Well, let's change gears a little bit and just get a little technical on presets for our listeners, if that's all right. And can you talk a little bit about what kind of presets Kindred offers in terms of, you know, film emulation and how does, you know, where do you see the future going if you're adding any more in the future? Yeah. So no pun intended. You said technical. That's actually one of our preset names. So yeah, Kindred, I feel like, has become its own little special thing, especially in the last 36 months. But when I started Kindred, the intention was film emulation, but easier to use than what was currently available. And I feel like we met and rose to that occasion beautifully. But what happened behind us was more incredible companies with the exact same goal. And I think we all do a really great job, just dependent on how people like to use Lightroom, how they like to shoot their imagery and what their goals are. So I don't think you can go wrong with any of the tools. I know you guys interviewed Dustin a while Mm -hmm. back and the tap profiles are freaking awesome. They're very cool. I remember right before he launched, I sent him a message and I was like, congratulations, these look incredible. And he was like, I didn't expect that that is what you would want to say to me. I was like, why wouldn't I? That's freaking awesome. Your entire life is about to change. Congratulations. But he he has a different product, right? So those are profiles, which it's hard to explain. I'm very metaphorical. And I don't know that I've ever come up with the perfect metaphor for, for profiles, but I just love them. I think they're great. So presets in general are a little bit easier to understand for most people. So I like sticking to that, although we do have a profile for the story collection. But yeah, so Essential came out and Essential was kind of like an amalgam of what I understood film to be. Because whenever Essential was created, I didn't know anything about film. I just knew what I thought it looked like. I didn't know the difference between Fuji and Kodak and 400 and 800 and pushed and pulled and underexposed and over. Like I had no idea. So it's just a beautiful little cocktail of what Jen thought film was and is beautiful and perfect for people who just want that look, right? And when used correctly, she's, and that's the real caveat, right? Is like when used correctly, because I'll tell you, that's one of the hardest things is putting out a product that people have to like do it right for it to look great. And you see a lot of images where it has done been done perfectly and you see a lot where you're like that that's not that's that's not it and that's okay because they're on their own photography journey and that's what they wanted all that to say we did essential and technical and black and white they started everything off and then we released our own fuji emulation preset which i still love it has been renamed to kindred spring and then we did kindred fall which was a portrait emulation i also love her i call her the jalapeno margarita of the group she's very spicy (laughs) She has lots of opinions. Love her. And again, I if you are great at film matching, either one of those tools is 
easy to manipulate to look like Fuji or portrait scans, but they are also as equally created for the people who aren't shooting film and they just want that look and it shouldn't be too confusing. And then we have the story collection, which was created to look like Charla Story's film work. Again, if you aren't aware of who she is, go look her up. And those were created to be used by film photographers who already have a knowledge in film matching. I find that my digital photographers who either don't like, if, unless they love Lightroom, if they're not shooting film, it's just not the best fit. But if they're comfortable with Lightroom and they're cool with the exploration process, then it's fine for digital only as well. And then we have some cool stuff coming up that I can't really say too much about. Hopefully, yeah, Charles can be like, what are you planning? <laughs> Hopefully launching in the spring. But yeah, I will say I started off as a film emulation company. And then I realized that while that will always be an origin story for us and we will always have similar goals as film so beautiful skin tones true to life color natural contrast those will always be stakes in the ground for my brand i realized no one is prioritizing color no one's prioritizing people of color and no one is really reaching out directly to women. So Kindred is actually, we've been doing a really slow pivot ever since our rebrand last year to just try and fill the void of like, light and airy is great. Moody is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love your voice when you said fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what about true to life color? Who, who does that? I would like for us to fill that 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 void and i think too a lot of the misunderstanding especially for new film photographers is that it can only look like one thing it could only look like the og jose via we all know he's having his own moment right now of recreating himself which is oh, really yes. cool to follow but the 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 assumption is it's only one thing and we have to teach our students all the time that film is whatever you want it to be what are you going to rate it at what light are you going to put it in what's your what's your conversation with your lab what's your relationship with your lab if you want neon green like trees with portrait you can have that we won't condone it but you can have that like they'll do California whatever in the want. winter <laughs> <laughs> they'll do whatever you want and so i think we have a lot of work to do just as a photography community in general to like educate each other that we can still use the same mediums and have completely different art forms. So all of that to say, Kindred's large pivot has been like, we're just gonna prioritize skin tones of all color. And then we're gonna prioritize all color. Like it should just look like real life. And we are going to really try and reach out and be a community for mostly women. We do have some incredible men in our midst who are not put off by the fact that all of our marketing is geared toward women, because honestly, I love our dudes. They, our industry is like 94% women, but who gets the most, who gets celebrated the most? It's the talented men in our community. And there will always be, there will always be someone sounding the horn for them and celebrating them. And they are excellent. It's time for someone to sound the horn for women. And I'm happy to lead that too. Absolutely love that. And I think what you're talking about is everyone sees like our community sees a lot of things in black and white and mm -hmm. that's it either light and airy or moody. And like we're seeing with even a lot of the top photographers is they can reinvent themselves. We can just yeah. figure out what we love. And like you said, true to life, whatever, and just find what you really like. I think exactly. what we need to do instead of just looking at maybe old Jose, old, whatever one else is doing, find, pave your own path. 
Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing to watch someone go into a cocoon and come out someone else. Right. It, I mean, and like, you can't blame the man. Everyone figured out how to get his look. Right. They're like, I'm going to do my best to be Jose, but they're not Jose. You, they'll never be him. But as a creative, the last thing you want to do is be even remotely like everybody else. So it's been um, incredibly interesting to watch his transformation begin. And I think he's really honed in on what he wants, which is really cool. But yeah, part of being a creative is is dis- is self-discovery and re-self-discovery, right? Like even looking back at like Monet and Renoir and Picasso, like they didn't paint the same damn thing all the time and they weren't even using the same methods all the time. Where did we get pointillism? The same person who invented pointillism, the same artist who did that also was known for grand sweeps of light and 45 degree angles and like Renaissance paintings, the same people who did those also did incredible still lifes. Like, being an artist is being ever evolving, right? So I think a big part of that is being conscious of who you are in the moment and what you need to express through your work, which can sometimes be really hard because we're, for the most part, our work is documenting other people's memories, right? So you can feel stagnant and stuck because the goal is the same. But I also think that we need to add in the goal of like self-expression and self-love. And if you're doing that for every client, It'll always be cohesive and always be on brand unless you're in a depressive state and then you need to bring someone with you to make sure you don't ruin someone's wedding day. Okay. (laughs) Good tips. Definitely. (laughs) Love that. Well, before we hop into a time of fast facts about you, do you have any other um, final thoughts on Kindred or just presets in general? Presets in general, I could talk about this for for hours and hours, but (laughs) I would just encourage everyone who does like to use pre-made tools. The technology is not there for us to create something and it to just immediately apply on your work and look like as advertised, right? There will always be work involved. Where there will there be some one clicks? Sure. Even on a one click though, I'm going to tell you to dig in and add your own touch to it because we are artists. So know that when tools are created, we are giving you a pre-made palette. It's like buying a really great cake mix you are still expected to mix it together and put it in the oven and then eat it <laughs> you know exactly yeah um, so one click your work is going to be amazing it's definitely mm-hmm. your own flair yeah. to it just like anything else <laughs> yeah like i think that's been i have a i can't tell you how many emails i've sent out where i just have to encourage photographers to be artists with their work and i don't know who built the frame of mind or the stipulation that like everything should be easy in art that's never been true that's literally never been true so use your tools just like you would a beautiful palette to paint and like dig in there but unfortunately technology is not at the point where we can read your mind as an artist so you still have to get in there and do the work but also like don't be afraid to give yourself in to a community and to find mentorship and allow yourself to grow to the next level. It's really easy to become a one-man island in this industry and to feel like you're alone. But from experience, I have to tell you, you're only alone because you're choosing to be alone. 
So get community, whether it's virtual or personal, and really put the work in because whenever you have people who understand your life and they know that you didn't get that cool booking in NYC because you knew them, but because someone didn't know you and loved your work, that's great. I don't know if y'all have aunts who still don't understand your job. <laughs> I don't think my I, parents do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I always get the question of like, oh my God, you had a wedding in Ireland. Did you know them? And I'm like, no, I didn't know them beforehand. Stop <laughs> it. Of an actual business. Yes. It's not, it's not just for fun. Yes. Fun. Having people in your world who understand what it's like to have a crazy client and people who don't feel confident about themselves in front of your lens and can help you with tips and tricks and all these things. It's, it's worth the extra effort to not be alone. So those would be my big tips. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you so much. So now we're going to go into the fun time, the fast facts for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. First question is what do you shoot with? That's a great question. And it's changing as we speak. Um, (laughs) We understand that. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been a Canon girl my entire career. I can't, the only reason I chose Canon from the get was I liked the way that the lens is, because I don't know if you use Nikon and Canon turn opposite directions. I was like, this just feels right. This weekend I had to use a Nikon and I was like, how do I get the lens on? (laughs) What is happening? And so I was Canon forever. And then the R6 came out, which is what I'm currently shooting with, but in the process of getting me the brand new Sony a seven. Is that what it's called? I don't remember. Yes. So that's happening soon. And then we've got obviously the contact six, four, five, the Canon one V she was my first film camera. My husband got it for Christmas for me and I cried. That was my first film camera. And let's see what else is. I've got this cute little Holga that I love for black and white film photos. I, if I, if it's a camera, I probably have it. (laughs) (laughs) love it true photographer words right there (laughs) right do they all come with me no they don't but (laughs) yeah I've got a little bit of everything it's fun love it so what is your favorite either post-wedding snack or snack when you're sitting down at the computer to edit for a long time (laughs) that's a great question Mm, editing snack. We've got a coffee shop that's local, and I think they actually branched out recently to California. It's called La La Land. Um, they've got this latte with this stuff called La La Froth on it, which I'm convinced is just really thick whipped cream. That's always fun to have ordered in. Otherwise, there's two other things. We did this wedding with Charla. I don't know if y'all are aware of who Bobby Bones is, but she shot his wedding. And- yes, I thought it was crazy. I, was like, I saw the, the first time I saw the engagement photos, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is happening yeah so we shot his wedding and sonic came and did like late night snacks for them and they recreated his and caitlin's favorite drink called bobby water and go with me here it sounds weird but of course it's like people who are that fit would drink this at sonic and not a soda but uh it's like it's water strawberries cherries and nerds and it's so good it's so good. I get extra. Well, at the nerds there, yeah. but you know, everything else, I'm like, this sounds like some good. It like, sounds refreshing, water. right? But then the nerds happen and it's like a crunchy boba experience. I can't explain it. I can't explain it, but it's delicious. I was telling my second shooter this weekend, I was like, I miss the days of my early career when I would leave a wedding, find a milkshake, and then go home and watch ghost adventures. Because, <laughs> you know, that's how you end a day of love death and ghosts. Death and ghosts. <laughs> I was 
thinking you're gonna go with true crime but you know ghosts, I mean yeah. similar vein same it's around. like same a little bit it's like after you eat something really sweet and you need like some cheese or something like one of my best friends she can't eat chocolate without following immediate with cheese it's like going an entire wedding day it's nothing but sweetness you need a moment of horror so like <laughs> back to level <laughs> see i'm the opposite if i like don't have any sweets or like have a regular meal i'm like mm, need to top it off with some chocolate <laughs> oh that's how i am totally but that's because you needed a balance you're like it's time for the sweet part right <laughs> every meal deserves it no i'm not like maggie in that way like we'll be together and have a delicious dessert and she's like now i have to order something salty and i'm like how are you not full i'm yeah. so confused <laughs> So on your way to a wedding, do you have a favorite pop-up jam that you listen to? That's a great question. And that has been something that's evolved with time, as I'm sure yours has too. Currently, what helps <laughs> get me in the mood for work is actually the Daily Drive playlist on Spotify. It takes me through <laughs> my NPR news so I can be up to date on current events. And then it takes you through your favorite and most listened to songs on Spotify. So at the moment, after getting my news fix, I then am recently fed directly into Billie Eilish, Caroline Polachek, which if you have to check, you have to check her out. She's so cool. Sigrid, she is an amazing European artist. Just like female pump up jams, anything mm -hmm. I can sing to. Being a vocalist, I need to like, singing gets me there for sure. And um, then while I'm editing, I've been really into audiobooks lately. I know I'm a, pod like a podcast nerd, but I was like, finding myself wishing I could live in a crime story longer, kind of like the episodes of, oh gosh, like Up and Vanished, because you know how it's multiple episodes on the same topic all the time. I was like, I think I just want to start listening to the audiobooks for a little bit. So in the last five months, I think I've listened to like 40 different crime novels. Okay. <laughs> you can tell us yeah, all they... about the serial killers and what's going on with them. <laughs> yeah, man. If you need a uh, crime audiobook recommendation, hit me up right now. I'm listening to one that I don't enjoy, but I have to finish it because I paid for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I will say we we do, we did live 10 minutes away from the Gold State Killer. So we were just <gasps> around the corner from him. No. Have you driven by D'Angelo's house? Yes no. or no? The answer better be yes. No, I haven't. I didn't want to give oh. him any of that star thing. I was like, I've seen it. Some people drove by. I'm like, that's enough for me. I don't need to see. <laughs> oh my gosh. Either. See, so what you, what needs to happen is it it needs to happen on its own. And then you're gonna pass it and you're gonna be like, oh, there's is that. Is. It was. And then you don't turn around and in your mind, you still almost died and didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have that. And then I went to Cal Poly so that in your own backyard, like that mm. case too. I lived in the dorm next to it. So I'm like. That's cool. We got all these. What is up with serial, what is up with serial killers in that entire area? They're just right. like, what? What is it about it? I don't <laughs> understand. Maybe Texas is just as bad, but there's just less. There's more space. They can be more incognito. I don't know. Right? I know California, California, Sacramento, Southern California is real bad. So. All right. Well, we've taken a turn. So, I mean, this might be your answer to the next question, but what is your favorite thing to do outside of the photography industry? It's <laughs> a great question. I love to cook and I love interior design and I love to sing. And I honestly just really love being a mom, which right now means I have to love learning about dinosaurs. So yeah, anything, I still, I still feel like everything that I love to do is still in a creative vein. So if there's a 
if there's something like a new recipe that Emmy and I can be cooking together, that's always a win. I'm constantly redecorating something. Um, I don't know. There's just no rest for the wicked. And I like to keep my brain sharp. Yeah, now you get to redecorate your new house that you have. Very, oh very gosh. exciting. Y'all, starting with a whole house, it's hard. <laughs> it just, uh, we finally went and got some paint samples yesterday, which has been really hard because everything's, you know, stuck in California. Get it together, guys. Um, <laughs> We're not getting anything either, I promise. It's all, it's all on the boat. <laughs> In my mind, they're just like, we're just going to give it to California. No, that's not true. But finally got some paint samples. And I'm like, if I can get one room figured out, then I can do the rest. And we're, we're maybe there. I don't know. <laughs> it's fun. That's, that's super fun. So what is the best education you personally learned from? Oh, you know what? I wish that I had a better answer for you than what I'm about to say. Life doing it myself. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anyone alongside me really teaching me. I feel like whenever I got into the industry, it wasn't community over competition. It wasn't welcoming. It wasn't warm. It was very competitive and very hostile. And while I did have a few friends, even then it was still like, I need to get that booking and I'm going to do everything I can to get it. So yeah, I mean, I, I learned a little bit in college with my two classes, which was great, but my biggest and most transformative lessons were learned by having to walk through my shit by myself, which is hard, but that's why Charla and I started Develop Academy is we don't think that that's fair. She did a lot on her own too. Um, so we just want to change that narrative for people and give them, you know, a less depressing answer for a question like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think experience is a, is a real teacher. <laughs> Big time. And honestly, if experience is your number one mentor, you're always going to be learning. Like I'm still learning. I learned something new yesterday about running a business. Like it, I don't know. And I think as long as you're not too hard on yourself, if you are letting experience be your teacher, you're going to grow really fast. Absolutely. What is one daring leap you've taken in your business or life? Oh man, which one do you want? Well, most recently it would probably be closing down my own wedding business. I'm still going to do portraiture, of course, but that was pretty daring. I would say starting a female-owned preset company in a male market was scarier than I thought that it was. I didn't even think about it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh God, okay. <laughs> like this is happening. <laughs> yeah, no, Kindred in general was this giant leap um, into darkness. I had no idea how to run a business of that scope. I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea how much customer service would be needed. I had no idea what was going to happen. That's probably one of the scarier things I've, I've ever done. And it's not for everyone, but it's great. That was scary for sure. I don't know. Moving into a high rise in the middle of a pandemic was also scary for a lot of other reasons. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that choosing an exciting path in life will always take you down harder decisions. And I regret nothing. Love that. So what is one thing you feel like you're great at in your business? Hmm. Just one thing. I will tell you, I'm not full of myself, but I am proud of myself. So <laughs> let me choose one. I honestly think approaching everyone, whether it be 
kindred customers or photography clients with compassion, empathy, and intention as my number one motivator, those have been the most sustaining life forces of every single business that I've ever been a part of. So um, obviously remaining the expert, but being a good listener and replying and listening with intention and compassion and empathy, I very much pride myself in that. And then also being a super strategist, like come with me, come to me with a problem. I can most likely solve it for you. (laughs) So those are probably my two favorite things. Love it. And where can our listeners find you and Kindred online? Websites, Instagram, your education community too. Yeah. So I'm at Jennifer Wilson and you're going to type my first name. And if you get the urge to put an I, don't. They're all E's. So J-E-N-N-E-F-E-R, Wilson. That's my photography. Kindred presets. Kindred, just like family. K-I-N-D-R-E-D presets. We're not on TikTok yet. I'm trying to figure out how to come into that world without being like everyone else, which takes time. So I'm not sure yet. We'll be there soon. And then Develop Academy is also spelled wrong because that's what we do. We wanted to be fancy and European. (laughs) Develop with an E at the end. D-E-V-E-L-O-P-E Academy. And you can find us at developacademy.com or on Instagram at developacademy. Next, I guess we don't know when this is going to air, but we've got lots of glow ups coming up soon. Lots of cool opportunities to learn. It's kind of bomb. If you ever want to talk to me and Charlotte at the same time on here, let me know. Cause yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're going to talk to you about that after this, but. Oh gosh. I'm a mess. It's fine. I'm, <laughs> no. not, I'm not a mess. Real life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So nothing's named weird. Honestly, if you want to find me, it's not that hard. Yeah, no. And we'll <laughs> link it in the show notes for everyone so they can look at that. And do you have any special announcements or offers for our listeners today? So the code kindred love is active for 15% off really anytime, just because I don't know when this is airing. I don't know what code to give you guys, but that one's always live. (laughs) And if you're on our Insta or in the community, you'll be the first to know about all the things, but hopefully this spring, We're having a bombshell of a drop from a very beloved digital photographer, well-known for her incredible color and joy. So it's going to be a really cool drop. Sweet. We can't wait to check that out. And we'll link um, all the websites and Instagrams and socials in the show notes too. But Jennifer, before we hop off, what is one thing you want to dare our listeners to do after hearing your episode? Hmm. I would say to do the work of being introspective and not be afraid of what you find and then answer back honestly. I think that's the best thing that we can, anyone can do, especially right now, is to take the time to really dig into what you need and be okay to ask for all the things that can make it possible so that you can be successful and find joy and be happy. And don't be afraid, don't be afraid to ask for help and do big things. Absolutely love that. Thanks so much, Jennifer. We really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, I was so happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Jennifer had so much wisdom for us this episode when it came from her beginnings of how she didn't have much education, but paved the way for now so many new photographers to get where she's at, but a lot quicker. 
Yes, I love that she's built a community around the product that she sold, the Kindred presets, and that she really wants it to be this hospitable, warm hug, as she called it. Just a place where photographers can find community with each other, as well as learn in the ways that she felt she didn't have when she was a new photographer. Mm -hmm. And I think she's just a great example of what we look for in this podcast and the community she's created again is so amazing. And I think you should take her dare and dig deep and if and figure out really what you want in life. I think everyone needs to do that, especially now that we are starting the new year. Yes. So check out Jennifer's many businesses in our show notes today, and we will catch you next time on Dare to Develop. Thanks so much for joining us today on Dare to Develop. We'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review if you love today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes at daretodevelopodcast.com and follow along on IG at Dare to Develop. Catch us next week for more fun as we hear from creatives who have dared greatly in their businesses and develop community along the way.